I think Opsum is the only one that's not there. Because yeah. that's the only one that yeah, you can just like add yourself. Uh... But like if anyone is this Scotch yeah. gang and wants to get on, they can they can DM and I'll put them on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No no need to feel left out. If uh, for some reason you don't have access to that channel and you should just uh, hit us up. But yeah, that'll that'll be good. General chat remains super wide open, but then we also have this other chat. I think it's gonna be pretty good. So the uh, the Discord is stronger than ever. Oh, no futuristic in the house. I saw Morning, you on Twitter last night. I thought you were going to be up uh, a little later. You need to sleep in. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I, I went to sleep at like 3, so I, I just woke up with enough time to like prepare to get online for this. So I'm awake. <laughs> Good Perfect stuff, Simon. How are you guys doing? How's the uh, the bot fighting effort going? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd, I'd say the tide's turned in some ways. We're on the offense right now. It's pretty good. There's a lot of complaints coming in in this support channel. Is it uh, mostly bot complaints that are happening right now? Yeah, a ton of them. Yeah, pretty much. It's either withdrawal request or... Um, Hey, I was banned unfairly, which is very, very unlikely, but um, people are still trying. It's fighting the ban hammer, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of ideas on, like, there's so many different types of bots, and they do all sorts of different techniques. So it's, it's hard to have, like, one fit strategy, uh, but we are working... Uh, we've been ingesting basically all the movement data and we're going to be rolling out something probably next week where the community um, is going to actually be able to help basically label different uh, bots that they see in the game. Because if we have a bunch of data about movement, it's not really that useful until we have feedback from the community, from, from players telling the algorithm which ones they think are bots. And so... That will be that combined with the movement data will be very powerful for basically uh, helping to helping the machine learning algorithm create uh, create like its own algorithm for figuring out which ones are bots and and helping us auto ban them. And yeah, uh, Mikey J has a good question. How do you recognize a bot from just bot gotchis being silly? Uh, that's a, a good question. Uh, the typically the I got Golden Cross. You were on uh, the bot duty yesterday. If you have any tips, but what what I look for um, when I do it is basically if they're going repetitively back and forth between a certain spot, uh, like ten times in a row, they they go look for the Alchemica and they come back to the exact same spot. That's obviously a bot. If they're part of like one of those big clusters, uh, that's that's going to be a bot. They're not at a point yet that I've seen where they can like totally imitate um, a good player typically they're they're basically just very repetitive so i'm sure they will yeah. evolve though <laughs> they will evolve there, there's a couple other things too like when we observe a reported uh bot it's pretty 
it's pretty obvious actually most of the time. The behavior is actually anything but silly. So if you're if you're being silly, you're probably not a bot because the bots really have no personality. And like Goob says, if your name is Eva Longoria, you're probably uh. a bot. There's so many of them. I don't know how. It, maybe Dan can explain better how they all have the same name when names are like domains. But that was like a WebSocket thing or something. But um, the other thing that I would do is I would try to interact with the bots. So definitely like um, just, you know, normal humans will react when another gachi is trying to bump into it or send an emoji. And if these things don't react at all, all they do is, um, you know, fish and, and wait for the exact moment the, the alchemica appears. And then they're like perfectly moving at like an angle I can't even replicate with my keyboard. Then it's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's super obvious at that point. There's like a couple checkboxes for sure. It, it, we're taking them out. Cleaning the streets of the Gachiverse. Uh, yesterday during District 420, me and Hefe were talking about this, and he, he posed a good question. I, I guess I'll, I'll pose it to both you and Dan. Um, what do we feel like, are we worried about botting when we get to the free-to-play portion of the game? Because there are going to be a lot of liquidators coming in. He was questioning me, he was asking me basically, does it bother me if there are a lot of liquidator bots? And we debated it because it was, uh, the idea is that those bots that are using liquidators are going to be running around full of alchemica. So it might not be a bad thing if we can hunt them down, but I guess it depends on how <laughs> effective they are at getting to the vortexes and cashing out. Cause if there are bots running around as liquidators, it might be fun just to kill them because they're just like open game for us. But what do you guys think? Is that yeah. like uh, something you've considered like that idea of a uh, botting for the liquidators for the free to play? Well, by the time we get to the liquidator and the grid, we'll definitely our bot catching algorithm will be very well fine tuned. So uh, that would be a question: Do we want to turn it on, or do we want to let the liquidators get liquidated by the gachis? <laughs> they probably wouldn't really be able to fight back that well. So the I think the one of the issues this raises a good point is that we don't have any kind of PvP right now, and PvP is one of the best repellents for bots because it's there. They're very easy to pick off, um, so we we don't really have that feedback mechanism within the Gachi verse. But yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Once the liquidators are being botted, it'll be pretty easy to just fight against them. So we we might not need bots anti bot mechanisms, but we'll, we will have them by that time for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting point. No futuristic. That's like definitely something that we've been. Thinking about more even is like if we, I was even joking, if we were 100% that someone in the Gachiverse today is a bot, you could do something on the back end and, and switch out the character sprite to just be a liquidator already. <laughs> so, uh, and then like turn on, turn on, we'd be able to attack them or something. So yeah, some sort of PVP is definitely going to uh, help balance out the game a ton. So that's, that's definitely good news. We don't have to rely completely on the algorithm. I mean, that's an interesting point that you just made because we were talking about doing maybe possibly some sort of PvP in the, you know, in the Gachiverse. Maybe if you're discovered as a bot, you get like teleported to a like an arena <laughs> and now you have to fight Gachis and you're a liquidator. You just like, get transformed. And now, you know, you're just like running on a whole different thing. And it's, uh, you know, now you have to fight for your alchemica you just collected. <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Hefe, weren't you the one, we, we had a discussion, it was weeks ago, where you were talking about, like, 
having liquidators chained up in dungeons and like practicing uh, your, I guess your fighting abilities on liquidators. And we are talking about like the humanitarian, like kind of disaster that would be if we were like doing that to liquidators. I mean, it is interesting. Cause like, do we really, you know, do Abagachis like what's their relationship to liquidators? From what I understand, the Abagachis are the ones that have been wronged uh, many times over by these liquidators. So we should uh, maybe seek revenge or yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> Just putting that out there. Our very friendly community has become. They're not our friends. Become... <laughs> <not> our, friends. <laughs> our friendly community has become more like all of a sudden with the launch of the Gachiverse. I like that. <laughs> but it's like in games, oh, yeah. you know, there's always like opposing forces. Like either the Avagachis are going to be opposed against each other if there are no liquidators, or, you yeah. know, if there's liquidators, there's something to unite against. Yeah. Gotta have a common foe. Plants versus yeah. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the first version of PvP is what Dan was uh, just describing at the beginning of this, though, which is instead of shooting hearts or health bars, we're flagging, right, Dan? So that's going to be yeah. very helpful because that well, it's almost think of it as like another stress test or like part of us building the game together. We have to get the data to, to make our algorithms stronger for the machine learning. So... Together, we're all going to be able to do that by being able to flag uh, potential bots together. Is there a way we can shoot darts instead of hearts? And there's like little like colored darts, and then you'll see these gachis that are, you know, they have darts all in them, and then and then you know it's a bot. <laughs> so so literally flag them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. Visual flag landed on them. Maybe. So I wonder if the bot if... had enough on them, they would get auto kicked. I was wondering if I change all of my gachi's name to Eva Longoria, will that help with rentals? That's a funny <laughs> issue. I think our our front end was not um, verifying because, like, there's no obviously there's no duplicates of Eva Longoria on chain. But I think for some reason this this botter like wanted to just he was just kind of trolling. And it, we weren't apparently verifying that. So somehow we figured out how to change the name with like with the WebSocket, which is uh, which is pretty interesting. So I'm sure he'll be that his his time will be over very soon uh, as we implement that fix to fix that issue. Actually, if there are any like, cause we, I've seen people in the Discord talking about botting. They haven't put up proof. They've just talked a big game about botting. But if you're feeling brave and you're in this hangout right now and you're doing any botting stuff, raise your hand and jump on stage. I'd love to pick your brain. You're gonna get somebody up here, and all the all the chat people are gonna start flinging poo at them. <laughs> oh, I do see a hand here. Dio, let's let's see. Maybe we'll give him a shot. You gotta shoot your bot chat. About the game. If you better put monster in the game so the bots can be killed by the monster if they AFK. That would be mm. a good idea, I think, sir. Yeah, I mean uh it it's not really what we're doing in the Citadel. The Citadel is a safe zone. There's no combat in the Citadel, but in the future, there will be another region that does have uh, PVE and also PVE, a PVP, sorry. 
because some I just discovered some bots are moving at the same time. They move all yeah. around with pack. They just moving around looting the alchemica and some players can loot because there are too many of them moving around at the same time. Yeah, those are they're easy to spot from the player perspective, but they're harder to spot from this our uh, kind of like um, the script perspective. It's it's a little bit more difficult to automate the banning of those types because technically on chain, if you look at the da- the actual movement data, it looks good. It looks fine because uh, they're moving basically like a normal player would. But what we need to do is basically compare all the different movement of all the gachis, and if we see <laughs> 60 different gachis with the exact same movement patterns, then it's very easy to, to spot that they're a cluster. But that, that takes quite a bit of um, development to, to be able to do that kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, checking of, of batch gachis. So that's why we haven't, we haven't quite evolved that algorithm yet, but it's in the works. Thanks. That's so you're not about yourself. I just want to farm with you to be fair, but some are using bots, but so it's hard to farm in Alchemica. Yeah. yeah, we're working on it. It's uh it's gonna it's a process. Thank you. You okay, know, sir, thank you. Someone on Twitter uh commented to me uh earlier today and it was an interesting comment. Uh I'm gonna see if I can find it. But they were saying, oh, it said, um, I, I had posted the announcement you guys put that was basically like bots were coming for you kind of thing, which I thought was badass as hell. But uh, this person tweeted at me and they said, if scripting is not allowed, why do they promote Gachi Vault, Gachi World, etc. on their tools? So I know that's like a completely different thing because those tools are not extraction tools. They're really to, you know, ecosystem building tools. But like, how do you feel about that? Like those types of scripts and bots versus the bots that we see that are uh, kind of extracting the Alchemica. So Avagachi is a permissionless blockchain protocol. It's It's an NFT gaming protocol. And we try to enforce or we try to uh, prevent or we, we don't prevent any sort of automation uh, on the protocol level. Now, the Gachiverse is a game created by Pixelcraft Studios that is built on the Avagachi NFT gaming protocol. But the, we, we are creating the rules in this game. And for a good game experience, we, we have to obviously get rid of bots. So that's the there's there. These are two different things. We got the gaming protocol versus the uh, game built on top of the protocol. Yeah, we, we got to defend the integrity of the game, right? Two different products. So Gachi versus Gachi versus open source. And we want to see all sorts of things built on it. So, uh, yeah, well said, Dan. Yeah, that makes and perfect yeah, sense. Gachi is not the only game. There's uh, Liquidator Chase is being built. And I think it's almost like live right now or is is in uh, stress test mode and then the gachi miners is also being built on on avagachi so uh Gensho kishi is building on it there's there's quite a few other games being built on uh on avagachi by various developer studios hey guys um i wonder if i could just throw in one little tidbit here um 
I have noticed where you have walls built, it's a perfect bot trap. I see them stuck in corners all the time. <laughs> yeah. If you made a little gatekeeping aspect to it, I think that would take away a lot of the movement and, and bots getting stuck. Yeah, there's been some funny times where like uh, there's an alchemica stuck on the roof of the of like the tent. If you've seen that one, and there's just like a tons of bots around that. It's pretty funny to see. So definitely, there's definitely some ways to troll the bots. Uh, but some of them, the smarter ones will just go back to their original position. They only, they don't really like continue trying to seek an alchemica. They they basically just go and then they come back every thirty seconds. But yeah, it's it's really funny to see that. It was a it was a funny thing to see like a mall stuck in a corner. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of uh, the walls, I was talking with Hefe about this on District 420 yesterday because we were looking at the um, the thing you guys released, like that little trailer with the, the golden tiles. And it was just, you know, it looks so cool to see the altar in the middle of the tile with the, uh, you had three different installations, I mean, three different parcels. One was just like a kind of a, a bare bones parcel with, uh, it seemed like it had eight installations beyond the initial altar on the Humble. And then there was another humble with walls around it. Uh, but the installations, I think it was only four of them because the walls kind of tightened it in. And it made me realize it's like, oh, like I've been buying up a lot of humbles. I might need reasonables because with if you're putting walls on your on your parcel, then you are limiting the number of installations that you could put on your humble parcel. But on the reasonable mm -hmm. with the one tile, it looked amazing. So it was like, yeah, I definitely got to start plotting towards more reasonables. Yeah. There's like the humbles. It's almost not worth putting a wall on it um, because it's just it is fairly small, and you're you're kind of limiting what you can do with it. So the walls are definitely probably more for the bigger parcels, but the humbles are gonna be are gonna be great be for transportation purposes. Uh, they're gonna be that, that's where they're really gonna shine because um, we we can confirm uh, that we will in in the land release. Uh, it will be basically you'll be just you'll be uh, spawning either randomly in one of the, in district one at one of the various spawn points near the great portal, um, or you will if you have a parcel you will be able to just select which parcel you want to go to and you'll be able to teleport there when you spawn in the game. Woo! -woo. Wow. So alpha, I don't know if that's alpha leak of the night, but it's uh, it's definitely some alpha. If we've said this before, it's not the first time, but we we're happy to confirm that that is exactly how things will work. You'll be able to jump through the great portal and basically drop if you have a parcel, be able to drop right on that parcel. And you're probably going to want one because it's as we all know, it's pretty it's a pretty big world. Like not having if you're trying to get out to the the far-flung districts of the great of the citadel, it's going to take quite a quite a while to walk over there. Will, uh, will you be able to? Uh, you know, we're gonna eventually. I'm imagining have parcel rentals and whitelists for parcels. Is that going to tie in with this teleportation uh, thing to parcels? Because I think that could be really interesting. Um. Yep. Yeah. Eventually, we will. I think. Um, Eventually, it'll it'll definitely be possible if you're a borrowed gachi, like you're borrowing from an owner that has a parcel to to launch to uh, 
also go on that parcel. But we really want this first release to be for the landowners and to make sure that uh, they're, they're basically uh, happy before we start adding on features like that. Uh, another thing real quick, it. yeah, another thing real quick is, um, so teleporting will have an AP cost within the game, an action points cost, but because we don't have action points uh, kind of already installed in the game, during the, until we get action points, all the teleporting will be, it basically won't cost anything. You'll be able to just do teleport as much as you want if you have a parcel. But eventually, your gachi's AP will be drained when you teleport. But uh, and we'll make a nice clear note about, about that in the game itself. But uh, for now, in this release, you will be, be able to teleport pretty much as, what, as much as you want. That's interesting. Yeah, so that creates a situation where in the future, if you're using uh, your AP, instead of using it for teleportation, you might be using it to like repair a weapon. We might get to that situation eventually. So you'll have to really strategize, like, is traveling worth, you know, that quick transfer, that quick transport, mm -hmm. is, it, is it worth it to go out into like the middle of the grid with a weapon that might not be able to be upgraded if you get into like, you know, a scrum with a whole bunch of liquidators? Exactly. Yeah, you get some balancing act to do and decisions to make. For the people who don't know about the action points, I believe that's in chapter three. So I'll just drop that here. Lots of good reading. Oh man, guys, I need that like uh, auto relist, auto claim feature. I'm doing. I've been doing hourly rentals uh, to great effect. Like I think I'm with this and my cool cats thing. I made like over 200 ghosts uh, passively yesterday. So I've just been grinding. Wow. Yeah, like I try to grind, uh, get all 22 gachis rented by the hour for at least 12 to 15 hours. And then the last like eight to 10 hours, I just like put them up, uh, you know, for longer rentals so I can just like be a degen. But that auto relist and claim function will like do me justice because I feel like I'm doing so many blockchain transactions manually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we've been, uh, well, well, that, that uh, refactoring and that feature will be live pretty pretty soon hopefully by next week but it it is a, a quite a bit of a refactor where we had to move some stuff around in the contracts so we're not having like duplicate code everywhere so taking a little bit longer we just want to make make sure that uh, we're not introducing any any bugs or anything yeah 100 percent. also i saw the uh, comments from bearded and uh, dr wagme uh yeah if, if you don't want to manage go go with the gachi vault i'm just having a lot of fun managing and i'm also like because the there are other P2E games that are coming on at the same time, so it's like I'm managing all these different things. But uh, it's been I'm living some kind of weird life of just like uh, P2E uh, fun right now. So it's been a lot of it's been really fun. I can't How's believe. The, um, what are the other games that are that are coming online? Are they on Polygon? Are they? They are on Polygon. They, uh... um, right now, the main, the other main one I've been doing is the Cool Cats game, uh, which I was like, I've, I've shown it. Uh, I was streaming a little bit of it yesterday. It's not really a game though, and it's like kind of a mess. Uh, but what they've done is like, you have to sign in on ETH mainnet, and then basically there is no game. Like my cat is just passively earning um, one thousand fifty milk coins a day, which is like thirty five bucks depending on what the price of milk is. But then you have your egg, which can go on up to 10 quests a day. 
So all of this is gasless. All of it takes way longer than it should because I don't think their contract is really optimized, especially for the traffic that's coming onto Polygon. Uh, so basically you send your egg out, it rolls a VRF, you get a bunch of um, quests, and then you choose a quest. They range from common to like legendary, and a legendary one will give you like a thousand coins. If you choose the legendary, your cat, your egg goes out on the quest. Basically an animation saying embark on quest happens, and then you get the coins. Mm. It's, it's not really a game at all, and it's been really <laughs> laggy and like frozen, but when it does work, like there was a point yesterday at the bar where I was like kind of finishing off my lending, and uh, I did two quests in like two minutes and made like eighty dollars of uh, milk coins. But I've been dumping the milk and buying ghost with it because I've you know I'm super long our ecosystem, not so long their ecosystem. So I've been just kind of rotating milk into ghost, and that's why I've been able to pull like you know 150, 200 ghost a day nice. on top of the rentals. So they're they're using VRF for every quest. I think it is because it's like it every time you want to get a new quest, like you can re-roll the quest because there's a lot of sinks in their game too. Like uh, if you want to, if you generate your five quests and you don't like them, you can pay 27 milk to re-roll it. And mm. then it take it's a block train trans transaction, I guess. So I, I assumed it's VRF because the game right now yeah. is very limited. You can't, um, you can only do 16 blockchain calls an hour. So like if I roll a quest and it's taking too long and I re-roll it, that's a block, another blockchain transaction. And then you can only claim your coins every 30 minutes. There's like all these little like annoying things about it. But I think it's a VRF uh, call for every quest. Cool. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's not really a game at this point. It's almost like somebody described it kind of like a lottery system. Like you go in and you just like, hey, I have a cool cat and a cool pet. Let me just, you know, roll the dice and see if I can get like... You know, you're allowed to do 10 quests before your egg falls asleep. And in that 10 quest, I probably made like 4,000 milk, which is, you know, whatever, like 120 bucks or something like that. But uh, it doesn't seem like people are uh, actually trying to evolve their pets. They're really like extracting the hell out of their system. So I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm putting it back into ghosts. So like, I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they did a really like poor job building like circular mechanics into their system. I mean, before they launched it, I mean, their tokens doing like horrible, like it's, it's for the amount that their cool cats are worth, like their tokens, basically, you wouldn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it's a, uh, I think right now a, like a cool cat will produce, I think if, if the token's still around, say two, three cents, uh, actually, let me check this. I can do that real quick. If it's around three cents, you're producing like roughly like $31 and 50 cents a day passively. So in a year that, you know, that'll add up, uh, but they're, Floor price has also dropped. I think it's under seven ETH at this point. So once they get things together, I think it could it could work out. But I mean, I was talking with Hefe about this yesterday. Like their game versus our game. Oh wow, it's down to two point six cents. So like our game is built for longevity. Like there's going to be extractors, but I feel like long term there's going to be much more building done because we have guilds involved that understand the value of the long-term play of this. We have land assets. We have all these other like ways to also earn in our ecosystem and to burn the Alchemica to sink it where with the cool cats, there are ways for sinks, but it feels like this is just going to be another P2E game that gets farmed to zero essentially. So it's, I don't know how, what their plan is long-term for the longevity of this game. Uh, especially since like, um, 
Yuga Labs, they put out that Annie Mocha like um, trailer for the Board Ape Yacht Club, like uh, their other side land thing. And the Cool Cats were included in that, so maybe there's some kind of utility there. But it, it, the game right now, I could see it just like going to zero, especially with people like me just selling off the coin. Like I have no intention of trying to evolve my egg at this point until like because the coin's just gonna keep dropping. So I might as well just sell now and then buy when it gets cheap. Evolve it later makes sense. Yeah. Especially, these, uh, you know, these games, they, you know, for this longevity, I think they have to be fun, right? They have to have people, like, engaged and, like, uh, I like the idea of the minimum viable game that you guys launched because, uh, you know, we're building it or we will be building it. That's all. That's so uh, different from all these other games. Right. Yeah, and it's like each, um, each iteration is going to be pretty dramatically different. I mean, there's like, there's updates and then there's like totally new launches. But we're not even close to our final form right now. So I think it's worth mentioning, like a lot of uh, the current players, maybe we, we noticed like when we just made some small adjustments after the first week, some people freaked out because the, the play mode changed, right? Like you can't camp for 60 seconds and then uh, just grab whatever's around you while you continue to watch your movie. Nothing wrong with that. But like that was a very minor change um, compared to what's coming, right? So uh, I think Gachi Gang knows this, but maybe some of the newer uh, incoming players do not realize like the play drop is just the play drop. There's bookends on it. So this play drop's planned for 30 days and they're not even considering like it's going to be dramatically different after the play drop. So, um, you know, that's, that's super exciting because we get to build it together and there's so much to come. But... Um, I don't know, maybe we could leak a little bit about what happens after the play drop, too, in, in the immediate next few weeks. So, um, Dan, what, am I allowed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, drop it, drop it. Yeah, so, like, from yeah. May, so 30 days, right? We always said that, so it's, it's over on, whatever, the last day of April. So then on May 1st, like, what happens? That's the big question. And so... Um, Basically, we're very confident now we can do two different releases in May. And so roughly the first release is called the Hangout release. We'll have an announcement about this with details in the next week, but might as well do the alpha here because it's, it's, uh, it's worth like getting in early on it and knowing. So the Hangout release is kind of, again, a totally different experience than what we've done with uh, the Playdrop, where it's more about the social features and more DAO-centric. It's totally more about everybody here that's on this call and what we can do to uh, build out some chat features in-game. That's really the main priority. Turn down the volume on the play to earn. The bots are going to cry. And focus more on uh, user experience, game flow, and just um, getting back to that kind of stress test type vibe where we're able to uh, build out some of these social features, do some events. Uh, of course, there'll be Alchemica present at the events. Um, localizing where the Alchemica spawns, some of those finer details. And that's like a, that's planned to be a probably, like I say, we'll have exact details published soon, but imagine something like a two-week period of, of Hangout release, immediately followed by the proper land launch. And so that's where uh, we, we see the world open up and landowners finally get their super, super utility. That's the big kahuna. So the land launch coming and... Uh, it's looking really good. It's looking on schedule. So we're super excited to to be able to build this with you guys and do it in a way where like based on what No Futuristic just described, like 
I don't know, no disrespect, and I know nothing about what they're building over there, and I hope it's successful. But yeah, I, I think we do have something very special here where we get to roll out iteration after iteration, and, and the game's going to change so much compared to where we're at with the play drop. So um, hopefully everyone will, will like it and uh, enjoy the change. Don't get too comfy with, with uh -huh. one version. Actually, uh, speaking of longevity, me and Hefe were talking about that yesterday, like uh, talking about how like we we're talking about the land sale that uh, someone is proposing. I Hardcore, I believe, is the Discord uh, friend's name. They're proposing us moving up the land, the third land sale. Uh, and we were talking about like so many other metaverses like that come out, like anything even sem remotely similar to like kind of this play drop. It's kind of like they've collected all the funds already and they're just kind of bleeding them out to the community. And then it just goes to zero and, it, you know, fizzles out. But with us, like, we have so much, like, so much land that hasn't been released. Like, these alchemical, like, distributions right now are based on the land sales that have already happened. There will be other land sales. There will be other haunts. So it's like we get to we'll, – our coffers will continuously be filled based on the DAO's whim, essentially, because we get to uh, vote and say, hey, let's do a land sale. Hey, let's do a, a haunt three when we deem it necessary. So that really gives us, like, this long, like – trajectory that we can keep like this thing sustainable and going because we can con continue to uh evolve the game grow the game but also fund the game through those like those actions to grow and uh distribute more assets in game so i, th I think that's very exciting for us and it, it makes me very very bullish because there's so many other projects that they get all the money up front and then they just put out this product and it's you know if you saw the cool cats discord yesterday it was mayhem people were so angry that this project that they bought a cat for twenty five thousand didn't generate the most amazing game they could imagine in less than three months of development you know like they wanted a triple a game <laughs> in under three months and it's like you know they it's they set themselves up for like a, a fall you know i think they'll do fine in the long run uh as a brand but we're doing it the right way and that makes me very excited so when i talk to other people who aren't in projects like this like when i was in the uh the cool cats discord i just kept hearkening back to avagachi there were some other avagachi people in there and we're all ogs in the nft space and we're like guys it doesn't take three months to develop a game we're we're still like in the alpha launch of our game and it's been a year in development like you gotta it takes time you know yeah, yeah. Even the hangout release and the land launch are still technically alpha. Like it's going to take a long time to building a game is not something that happens over the course of just a couple months, um, and that's okay. But yeah, these expectations certain teams are setting are very unrealistic. Um, we haven't even talked about our OG play to earn game that's already been live for however long, like over a year, and that's the rarity farming. And we've got our final round coming up this coming Thursday, so. Uh, worth mentioning that too. Don't don't forget to pet your gachis. We're about to close in on the conclusion of the third season, and I think we've got to release. We haven't seen the trophies yet, but uh, if you're in the cumulative across all four rounds, uh, as always, there's some really sweet trophies and medals that are going to be pretty uh, pretty much um, probably the best stuff Zbot's put out yet. He always tops himself. I've I've got. The privilege of seeing him in development here, and it's going to be fire. Uh, Jesse, do you want to maybe go over what people can expect for the uh, land release? Sure. Yeah, we could talk more about uh, land land release um, and what that means. So, um, basically, any parcel, any district that had parcels. Um, in the first two land distributions, whether it was the auction or the raffle, um, 
those will all be opened up during the land launch. So a huge chunk of the Citadel will then be live. And so um, what you'll have is, like Dan mentioned, the big uh, important part in, is how you get to your parcels. So if you own a piece of a uh, round parcel, you'll be able to transport there directly. Um, after something like after the player select screen, imagine choosing which parcel you want to go to. And then when you're in game, you can you can always, uh, like Dan said, you could you could um, teleport. Um, and then you've got then you've got the um, uh, spawn points near the great portal. So the great portal has not been part of an auction or distribution yet. So there's uh, no uh, spawning from directly from the great portal, but there's a lot of land that will be live around that district in district one around that area so if you don't own land or even if you do and you just want to spawn near d1 or in d1 there'll be multiple spawn points inside of d1 where you can you'll, you'll randomly spawn from one of those spawn points and um be able to uh, kind of be active in the in in d1 there and start there so um then the question is what do you do when you get to your land right so um, we've all been crafting these golden altars, and these soon we'll be crafting golden tiles, and uh, you'll be able to equip both of those. And equipping them is one thing, but then you'll be able to use them too, right? It, well, especially the, the tiles, not so much, that's decorations, but um, you'll be able to uh, engage your channeling for the first time. So really, this is the channeling release. That's another way to think about it. So we'll go online, you'll have your altars. Uh, you won't be able to survey yet. We'll save that for the farming release, which will be probably the next one. But the channeling, you'll be able to start um, doing your daily channeling. Kinship multiplier will be in effect. So if you're petting your gachi, it's uh, not just rarity farming now, but also your channeling that's going to benefit. And uh, anyone new, channeling means going to your altar once a day and, uh, and uh, engaging in a little ritual, a little prayer, and... Alchemica is going to rain down on you. So that's that's coming with this release. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, when When is that slated for? At the end of the, I guess, the alpha launch? Or like part one of the alpha launch? Or is it going to be a little bit after the 30 days? Right. Well, everything's alpha. So the play drop was the kickoff. Then there's the hangout release May 1st. And I guess the land launch will be rough. We're looking at May 18th. May 18th. It's a... Uh, I think a Wednesday. So May 18th will be the land launch. And um, the other thing to do in between now and then is would love to see some discussion threads. And, uh, you know, we're early and looking at a ton of different uh, ways we could communicate with each other in the Gachiverse. And so during that Hangout release, we really want to experiment with different chat functions. And so if you guys have ideas about... Um, both simple, like low-hanging fruit we can do now, and more complex chat features we can add later. Uh, everything's game. That's something we can start talking about now and really uh, try out some of those things and see how it works for gameplay and communication uh, during the Hangout release. Um, this is a silly question. I'm, I'm assuming I know the answer, but I'm, the chat feature won't be on chain, right? That'll be hosted Web2? Yeah, I think the the chat is. Um, I mean, yeah, probably because you're you're just. Uh, I think it's going through a server to, to temporarily host it. It's not going to be like as it's envisioned now. It wouldn't be like saved for long term, like you know, a history of your tweets. It wouldn't be something like that. Currently, we're imagining more something like um, 
maybe talk bubbles or maybe a chat room, uh, but it doesn't like commit it all to like long-term memory or something. It's just like, like uh, what do they call it back in the day on Poloniex? You had the... Uh, uh, the troll. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. yeah, you just got like your running chats and the they could box. be yeah. your, your troll box. You got your district box or you got your parcel box. There's a couple different ways to slice it, right? Like if we're standing on a parcel together, we can chat or... Or just talk bubbles, no matter where you are, anytime. Maybe a, a bubble appears for three seconds. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So um, definitely curious to see what you guys imagine would be the most enjoyable. I think that would be really cool. We are a worldwide audience, so I don't know. I don't know anything about any of this, but like, if there's a way that we can get some kind of translation in the chat, I mean, that might be very difficult, but that would be really cool. If I run up to some random person from around the world, we can still talk, even though I'm, you know, a stupid American. Yeah, that sounds that sounds complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google Translate it is. <laughs> right, writing that one down. <laughs> Real time. Yeah, I mean, it's a Google Translate pl plugin, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe do that. You gotta hire an hourly uh, translator, an, a translator for an hour. You know, pay him in Al in Alchemica. Um, would you put in, I guess there would, you would have to, for chat features, put in some kind of, I don't want to call it censorship, but like protective measures, right? For people not to like run around the gotcha verse being vulgar. Yeah. Well, the same filters that we have for gotcha names will pretty much be applied and you can turn them off if you want, but by default, they'll be enabled. Yeah. And we might not have, you might not want to be able to allow them to turn off because People will screenshot gotchis saying very, very rude things if it's the talk bubble. We don't want to put dirty words in our gotchis mouths. <laughs> but if it's more of like a chat box, I guess that's more like up to your personal tolerance. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so many options here, and we're, we're exploring those now, but that's really what those two weeks are for, like to, to explore ways to um, really like, you know, like right now, if you were in the play drop mode and you had a chat box feature. Do you guys think you would even use it? Because like, I feel like the current pace of the game, you know, it's it's all about the Easter egg hunt. There's really no, and happy Easter, everyone. But um, yeah, there's like no incentive to stop and chat. So I think this is really good to like try out a couple different like paces of the game. I don't know what you what you guys think about that part. I would love the chat would, feature. Like, uh, uh, go ahead, yeah. happy Ashley. Yeah, actually, I thought, yeah, especially like, you know, playing games like World of Warcraft and especially RuneScape, there was like uh, kind of like a memeable energy around uh, creating fun texts and messages. There's like meme messages and whatnot. Uh, it just makes things kind of more fun in that sense that we can, we will, you know, obviously you made a good point there. We won't be using it for coordination per se, but, you know, just like as long as everything's like all appropriate, uh, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, we've done some live streams together, me and Hefe, where we have run around together in the Gachiverse, and we had some of our viewers join in and run. 
And if we had a chat feature, that would be so much fun because we were trying to like, you know, I have 22 gachis at any time. I'm trying to have all of them rented out. But if I have one available, I'll jump in the gachi verse, especially during live streams. If I'm not really handling the lending part of the uh, management role that I do. Uh, but, you know, just as like an asset owner, sometimes I like going in there, not even to collect Alchemica, just to like kind of chill and walk around with one of my like incognito gachis. But if I could chat with people, that would be a lot of fun because it is still a game. And I know it is a play drop and, and people are uh, earning Alchemica that way. But there are times I like to just like breeze through the gachi verse and kind of see everybody running around. It's It would be really cool to be able to talk to other gachis. If anyone from the Gachi Vault is listening, I have uh, someone in my chat right now that I guess you guys, your contracts are automated and they didn't deposit in the Vortex in time. Um, and there, I guess you guys banned them from the chat or something. I would just, I would recommend like making a notification to all the players to let them know that they got a deposit in the Vortex before the time expires because I guess you guys are automated, so... They kind of got rug pulled a little bit. They got they got banned, but they're not a bot. I think they I think they went in the chat trying to figure out like how to get the Alchemica, and then they got banned at that point by one of the moderators, possibly. I mean, I just they're kind of in my chat like trying to ask me how to get their Alchemica, and I'm just like, well, it's it's all automated. I can't figure out who's got you. It is, et cetera, et cetera. I just think a disclaimer would help, like, hey, our contracts are automated. Make sure to deposit in the Vortex before time expires. Yeah. One uh, one cool thing we are working on that will be likely done within a couple days is uh, we are going to start basically auto-transferring any contents of the Gachi pocket that are still in the pocket when the lending period ends will directly be transferred uh, according to the previous lending period uh, split. So if, you're, if your time ends and you have 20 keck in your pocket, you're on, you're on the way to the, the vortex, you didn't quite make it, uh, and the, you get your gachi is reclaimed by the owner, uh, the Alchemica will be in, mo in almost all situations unless the, the web socket goes down, transferred to the owner, lender, and the third party uh, based on the split. The, the only thing to note about that is, and this and this applies basically whenever we have to send Alchemica directly to the wallets, um, that it will not be going through the Gachi pocket. And that means that the score, if you guys are keeping track of like how much Alchemica a certain borrower has accumulated, uh, their score will not increase if that happens. It'll just go directly. Um, it'll just be a normal Alchemica transfer. It won't be going through the Gachi pocket. So it still pays. It's it's good for the borrower if they they should still try to uh, schedule their claims to make sure that they are going through the Gachi pocket because that's the only way that they'll increase their uh, borrower score. But this it, it is probably the biggest UX issue right now in the game, and so we will be solving it um, next week. Yeah, I think with this person, I think they're in the Philippines and their internet went down or a storm hit or something like that is what she's saying. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's we're not. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say it's a fine line between like harassment and like, um, you know, a, a legit claim. And they probably shouldn't be 
bothering you about it. You're, as I understand. Just- yeah, that looks wild. I was like, hey, contact the vault. Luckily, like my operation is a smaller scale, so I'm I'm building relationships with these people, and so. You know, we've had a few instances where a transaction didn't work, and I'm like, listen, I'll just shoot you some ghosts, keep playing, um, and everything's been fine. So I think they knew that I did that, and they were like, well, maybe I can ask him. I'm like, well, hey, you're a part of something. You know, that was a different guild and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what's going on. And and so if you don't know them and there's no relationship there, I mean, just feel free to send them to the support channel on Avogachi here and... Um, you know, we're taking things on case by case all the time, but, uh, yeah, don't, don't want you to have to, uh, deal with something that maybe has nothing to do with you. Well, I mean, it's a great way to get them to join my guild versus the one they're banned from now, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah. Fair enough. That's a, that's a glass half full kind of approach. (laughs) I like, I like it. And what Dan just said is going to be a huge, uh, that's really the most important thing happening right now, I think, in terms of UX. It's going to be massive. So um, looking forward to getting that tested and able to be pushed. Yeah, I don't know if there'd be any sort of technical complications with people doing this, but uh, when we have chat, we're definitely going to want to make sure that we're, people are able to use different national characters, not just uh, like alphanumeric ones. Yeah, I think that'll just come down to uh, the the keyboard inputs they they opt to use. Yeah, nice. I figured it wouldn't be like weird at all, but uh, yeah, it just made me think about it. There's somebody was saying the Filipino chat was going to be crazy, and I'm like, yeah, it was like I don't even know what letters those are. Are they are they like uh, Western character? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think yeah, I'm definitely build a support. Yeah. Keyboard. Yeah, Filipino, which is Tongalog. Yeah, that's um, that's just standard letters. But you know, Thai or things like that. Thai has totally different different letters. Chinese letters. You know, everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone knows uh, Chinese characters. So, yeah, that's that's another whole kettle of fish. That's what uh, Coder Dan and I will use to talk to each other. We can. Yeah. Yeah. Ni hao. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, we'll definitely, I think language is absolutely key and there's a couple of considerations there. That's a good point. Um, very quickly, I just want to do a quick shill since Hefe is here with me. Um, GMI, GMI friends, me and Hefe are founding members of that. We are launching, we launched an NFT. I just left the link for it. It's like a hip hop uh, animation thing. I'm rapping. Ben Lagan did the uh, animation. It's dope as hell. Uh, we're currently selling these uh, to help build our treasury. It's for a, a 420 event. So this is going to be happening the same day the golden tiles are happening. So the tweets in the chat, check it out. It's a 4.2 ghost uh, per NFT and the NFT acts as a raffle ticket. I'm giving away a reasonable parcel uh, as part of a raffle. I'm probably going to buy a whole bunch of these NFTs and then just give them away in the next couple days to anybody, you know, gotcha gang members. Uh, so check it out and, uh, you know, stay tuned on, on 420. We're going to be doing a stream at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern to give away and do this, uh, you know, the NFT re- reveal, release, and the giveaway, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Callium's going to be in Nashville, so he'll be live in my studio with me doing this. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys informed about it, but I figure I'll just do my quick shill right now. 
Is it not pronounced mycelium, like the mushroom? Have I been doing that wrong the whole time? A in there. I think, it, but it always makes me think of mycelium. But it's mycalium, right? Yeah, I, I never uh, even I thought saw the connection. Yeah, yeah. I think he pronounces it mycelium. Yeah, I'm excited for this event. It'll be good. Yeah, and, technically, uh, I believe this is the first music NFT uh, in the Gachiverse. So that kind of that's pretty cool. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, yeah man, that's awesome. Like that. How you in rewards and all that stuff with it too. That's that's next level. I got one of them. Like you guys are, it's basically money at this point, right? Like I can spend them later. Yeah. So like we we made it four point two zero ghosts. <laughs> So when you send that to our treasury, you'll get one. And uh, we kind of want like people to collect a bunch of these, if you know, if they if they have the ghost for it. Uh, because in the future, uh, we want to be able to use these for like access to some events, or you know, there might be uh, maybe you burn a couple of them and then you get something else. You know, uh, we're kind of leaving it open for now, but we want to try and get as many of these out as we can and do some cool stuff with it in the future. Yeah, we're definitely going to start doing more because we have a lot of, in GMI, we, it's a lot of content creators, a lot of artists. So we're starting to do more collaborations uh, to help build our treasury so we can start building out our efforts, especially with um, assisting the Dow Treasury Force with onboarding uh, for Quest and then working with guilds for educational content. So this is like kind of our seed funding to like get us to that next step. So it's uh, it's very cool. And I love, I mean, I love, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of myself. I love the rap, but I really do love the uh, animation that Ben Lagan made because it's, uh, it's just dope. It's like, that's me if I was a gotcha right there, like 100%. <laughs> I just had a thought. Maybe what if you were able to uh, burn a couple of these in the future and you get like a modified version of that? Like just like a, it's like that NFT, but like a little bit tweaked a little bit. Maybe something else is going on. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Well, we're talking about the social part of the Gachiverse. We're talking about the hangout phase of the Alpha launch, right? And me and me and Hefe were talking about this, and I'm like, I can't wait. Like I, these scholars don't even understand my thoughts on this stuff. Like I can't wait till we have a lodge, and in my lodge, I can have a collection of all the different NFTs I've collected and also created, and they're just there. And if you want to come and chill with me, you can just swing by my lodge and see all this like my fine like digital art collection. I think that's so cool. Yeah. You're, you're like army of, of uh, scholars that are using you regularly. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, I did come to this conclusion talking with some gotchis yesterday. I, by doing my upfront rental strategy, it's been very efficient for making ghosts, which is allowing me to buy tickets and to stake and keep it in the system. But the one thing I am losing out on is creating connections with good scholars, like finding the good workers so that I can have my, my gotchis fully optimized. And then when we get to the further, further down the roadmap, essentially, when I'm no longer thinking about play drop, when I'm thinking, hey, I need to hire 20 people to go you know, empty all my reservoirs and harvesters and us work out a deal so that we can make this work like as contractors, less like as renter, rentee, but more like, hey, I'm going to give you some money up front and just every hour go and empty this like harvester. Uh, that's going to be very important. So it's like there's so much strategy that's going to be going in that we still haven't even evolved to yet. Uh, and it's like just mind blowing to think about like and try to wrap my head around all this stuff that's like coming soon. T soon TM pretty much. 
Yeah, that's been my focus. Uh, I've kind of skipped out on the upfront ghost and have just been community building. And I've got, I just now got a guy trained up. Um, he's in the opposite time zone as me. And so during the nighttime, he's able to give out contracts that I set before I go to sleep to uh, people that come in the chat and want to play. So so in the next couple of weeks when that new meta drops, um, I'll be able to take advantage 24-7, hopefully. That's amazing. One of the, uh, I'll give you, uh, give you guys a little bit of insight into Chapter Four, which will be most likely released uh, next week. But uh, one of the interesting um, aspects that we're going to cover is is land management, and uh, obviously the the easy part is the emptying of the reservoirs and uh, basically having different access points for that. But the harder one is upgrading, because upgrading you actually need to spend Alchemica. Uh, on chain to be able to do that and uh, it's a bit difficult to uh, outsource that to someone because then you'd have to give them your alchemica so that that'll be a feature that probably will come uh, later in the game uh, but we're thinking about some interesting ways on on how to do that and uh, one of the ways would be basically giving the parcel itself an escrow like you do with Agachi and you as the owner could deposit some alchemica into the parcel and basically, you could, uh, as long as your parcel has Alchemica in it, any gachi that you've given uh, permission to come on your parcel and, and, and upgrade could basically do that for you. But the, you, there's like a certain trust relationship. So this is definitely comes back to this idea of building trust with your, your scholars and, and people that are working with you. And they could easily go through and be like, you know what, your, your level... Three altar. I really think you leave. You need a level four altar, or I really think you need that level nine harvester, sir. And you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> and they they could spend all of your alchemica. Uh, so that would be kind of a. It's an interesting dilemma to to solve. So if anyone has any interesting ideas about about that, uh, <laughs> feel free to. We're we're not gonna put a lot of that into the Bible because it's still very unconfirmed. But we we are thinking about those issues. That makes me think if there was a way to just put a reserve like ratio like amount like maybe they can't go below a certain threshold or something. I mean that that would maybe solve that problem a lot. Yeah, I mean what we're talking about here is like land rights management, right? So it's yeah. like it's a really cool thing <laughs> in the Gachiverse, <laughs> land rights management. We might need contracts for that. Right, like uh it, the uh, the best way would be to have very very granular permissions like okay you can upgrade my harvesters but you can't upgrade my reservoir and you can't upgrade my altar uh, but all that needs to be on chain and it's it's quite a quite a bit of an update so it definitely will not be in the initial release but uh but definitely would would help uh this especially like the spacious owners who are going to have many many harvesters on on the parcel could get pretty time intensive and you could have maybe like a you could pre-select hey look i want this level harvester and i want the i want level four for that I want three for that you almost set like maximums what you want and then your quote unquote team just does that over time and yeah mm -hmm. but i can see that being a huge amount of work for you guys 
Well, it's yeah, there's a limit to how much we really want to put on chain or can put on chain. At some point it needs to be there there will be this level of like basically uh employing employing people to to do the work and uh you wouldn't want to employ people that are going to go rogue and and uh upgrade things that should that you didn't want to get upgraded. <laughs> There's really be some, some gameplay involved. Yeah. You really want to get a crew, a crew that is all on the same page. It's also just not just upgrading the installations, but like, I guess even placement of installations, like if they're, if they're setting up new things, you know, I kind of want to be there for the aesthetic build of my, of my parcel. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the golden tiles come out, like, uh, we'll be able to craft them similar to how we can craft golden altars, right? It'll be in the crafting menu. Yeah. It'll be in the recipe book. Yep. Will that will we be able to uh, list those on the bazaar immediately since there's already a, a installations category on the bazaar now? Uh, we'll, we'll probably give it a week uh, to. I don't want to. I, I don't think that. Well, it's going to take some time to to get it on the bazaar anyway. Every time we add th something to the bazaar, it it takes quite a bit of work because there's a lot of various parts. Like there's the activity page and the listings page and adding the item and it's uh, quite a bit luckily this time it'll be a little bit easier because we did quite a bit of refactoring in the code to, to kind of streamline it a little bit but it still takes a while and uh, so I, I would not expect that they'll be on the bazaar by the 20th but uh, hopefully within a week or so we can have those uh, in the bazaar and then future ones uh, once a new one comes out it'll be much much easier because it'll just be a couple couple lines of code here and there but adding the entire new category takes quite a bit because tiles are separate from installations they'll be in their own category ah okay i see there's gonna be a lot of them Oh, we have a good question from Andy. He says, uh, would it be possible, or he or she says, would it be possible to have different permissions for the land permissions? Trusted people can spend stuff. Others can just drain reservoirs. Have you guys considered that? Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. There's So reservoir drain, we're, we're, we'll be implementing it as kind of an action system. And so reservoir draining, basically emptying the reservoir, will be a certain action, and that will have its own permissions. And then upgrading will be another type of action that would have its own permissions. And removing installations or adding new ones would be its own permission. So there's all sorts of like various granular permissions that we'll have to spend quite a bit of time adding uh, on chain that to make them actually uh, like truly, truly secure. Nice. So those would be so reservoir emptying is like the easiest one, and the there'll be basically four types. You'll be able to well, it could be own, owner only, so only the gotchis owned by the owner. Then you would have um, only borrowed gotchis, like gotchis that have the owner as their lender. You could have a whitelist of uh, certain gotchi IDs that you want or or addresses that you want to allow, and then you could have a blacklist, like anyone except for these gotchis. And then you could have any gachi. Any gachi can come on my parcel and uh, empty my reservoir. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. 
I'm just farming everything by myself. I'm going to be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dedicated to my, my realm plots. <laughs> Single player, right? Single player mode. Trying to be a hard-working farmer. Jesse, we need you so- out there doing more Forbes audiobook uh, interviews. Get out of the gachiverse. <laughs> right. Yeah, if if any mid-tier uh, lenders, probably between like 10 to 25 gachis, want to come check out the system that I have built, uh, they're more than welcome to. Um, I kind of have like a ticket system, and then they have to verify they have Matic to submit a ticket. So that's cut down my spam by about 90%. And then I just get those tickets and it's in one chat and super streamlined and easy. If anybody wants to come check out what I got going on. Yeah, I recommend that. Um, while we're on the like things to check out, um, one of our teammates who does a lot of UX research, uh, her friend, is a professor at, I don't know which university, uh, UIBK. Um, maybe somebody here knows it. But um, they're doing a, a DAO research, and I, I believe you don't have to dox yourself or anything. Here's the link to it. It's, it looks pretty cool. And um, she was saying that they've had a little trouble with, like, so many uh, communities not wanting to, like, NFT communities not wanting to talk to them or DAO communities being... Just like, you know, you got to get verified in the Discord and all that, and I don't think they're very good at that stuff. But it would be pretty cool to uh, uh, contribute to one of these. So uh, anyways, I'm going to probably fill this out on my downtime today. If anyone thinks it looks interesting, more than welcome to uh, contribute to it. (laughs) University of Science. Yeah, shout out to Anna. She's been doing amazing work at Pixelcraft for us. Um, that survey that so many of you helped fill out for her for the V2 of Avagachi.com. She and, and and just in general, like the feedback you guys gave and that the way she asked the questions and formatted the survey was fantastic. That that went on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, what do you guys think of the Elon uh, hostile takeover? Is it going to happen? <laughs> I reckon he's going to get it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just, I kind of, am, I'm really wondering, like, my biggest wonder is the motive. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you should watch his uh, TED speech then, because he just, he talks about it pretty candidly. That was live, like, the same day he... Uh, kind of, it was like breaking news. Nice, I gotta check that out. Yeah, cool, I'll check I that think- as well. I just love the fact yeah. how he uh, can, uh, he, lo- he loves to buy things up, then says, hey, I'm gonna buy more of this, and then it, it pumps, and then he sells into the pump. So who knows, is he gonna yeah. sell? Yeah, who knows? Like he he, he games, you know, he gamifies yeah. it. So win win, right? If someone comes and sells it for seventy bucks or offers seventy bucks for it, he can just sell into that pump. Yeah, but he also uses those funds. I don't the the computers and the monkey brains and having them play palms without joysticks kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, but he did say like having Twitter a free speech platform was worth more than the money. So like I'll I'll take that. Yeah. 
Well, we were talking about that yesterday, like, you know, the whole Neuralink connection to Elon Musk. And it's like, uh-oh, we're about to go into the Matrix. This is what's happening. I mean, honestly, I think it's a bad uh, investment. Computer in your brain, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a bad investment. Um, Web2 social media is like a dinosaur, I think, at this point. It is like, you know, a very prominent and um, successful dinosaur. But I think blockchain social media is going to disrupt Twitter and Meta and everything, especially with their, like, Meta with their... 48%, 47.5% fee on creators, yeah. that crap. Uh, I think yeah. I wouldn't be long on these companies, to be honest. But th that's not financial advice. I think that's just logic. Yeah, Meta's announced. I can't believe that leaked out, or I don't know why they're, they're going to have to do something about that 47%. So ridiculous. You know what? I, I was saw a He was talking a little bit, sounding off on the, on the uh, at, uh, Elon Musk stuff and saying, you know, Elon, you should uh, buy it and then like decentralize it immediately, like plug it into Lens Protocol. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking exactly. Yeah. I feel like Elon would do something controversial like that and just be like, screw it, like I'm going to do it, you know. I mean, the real thing is if he buys it, they have to give up the black box to the algorithm. That's the, they can't put a price on that. Like if you look inside that, uh, somebody's probably going to get in trouble. <laughs> the, the thing I like most out of the whole situation is the Goldman Sachs. Um, they've got a current sell uh, recommendation and value at thirty bucks, and they've also uh, ad advising the board to say no, um, fifty-seven or whatever the offer is isn't enough. So I love how Goldman Sachs played both sides and have got two polar opposite uh, results. Just the game. It's that. I mean, they are the masters of the game or the controllers of the game. And that just is a classic example of two ends of the spectrum coming out of the same company. Speaking of Lens Protocol, I've, I've, is there a working like front end for it yet? I, I don't have time to follow it that much, but uh, has anyone like made any, what, what do you call a tweet on Lens Protocol? Like, has anyone like made any? I saw where they had hackathon and so several groups I thought made front ends for it and one you were like able to upload video and all kinds of stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. It was I was like blown away. So I was like they just built a full decentralized uh media platform for a hackathon and it was like fully functional. Well, I'd say um there is a social media company decentralized that already exists, but it's on Bitcoin SV, which is not everybody's cup of tea. Twitch, and they have—they're yeah. basically twi uh, like Twitter, but on Bitcoin SV. And like, I was able to—I was uploading videos there. Um, I had to compress them, but I was able to get videos uploaded to the Bitcoin SV blockchain for like 60, 70 cents, and they're just living there. And every time somebody likes, or branches, or retweets it, I get like a some. Bitcoin SV. So it was actually very interesting and it, it functions perfectly fine. It's very quick. So it's like, I remember when I first got, I mean, I, I have some friends in this community who are not uh, into Bitcoin SV at all. They think it's a scam and I understand that. But uh, I was like, this this uh, platform, this blockchain would probably work very well for uh, NFT gaming and social media mm -hmm. because it would be able to handle that load. So I'm interested to see how um, Lens Protocol does it because I assume it's going to be on Matic which is going to probably, I mean, on Polygon, which is going to drive network congestion through the roof, which I'm all for because that's going to, you know, price appreciation of the token then happens due to burn mechanics and whatever. 
So it's it'll be interesting. Um, is there like I know you just asked about UI? Is there anything we can do with Lens Protocol now other than just be in their Discord server? Yeah, that's my question too. Where's like a what? Uh, they had a hackathon. Where is there a front end that came out of that? Like, what can you do on it right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I used it. It was solid. I can try to find a link. Okay. I be I believe that hackathon they basically put out ETH bounties for them to build up like different modules that they needed built. So like uh, they're kind of decentralizing building Lens Protocol itself. I think too. It's kind of cool. Uh, Star's asking, so from, from May 1st to May 18th, can we still earn Alchemica in the Gachiverse? So the answer is yes, there will be Alchemica drops during the Hangout period, uh, but they're going to be, they're not going to be every 30 seconds, uh, not even every minute. They're going to, there's going to be uh, fewer of them and they're going to be more timed for uh, specific Hangouts in, in the community that we will be uh, announcing. So it's... Uh, it's basically a cooldown period after the crazy play drop, and we're preparing. Uh, everyone is kind of preparing um, mentally, uh, code-wise, and all and all all sorts of ways for the the launch of the actual land release. Like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things we need to do on our side to to prep that, and so um, having to handle all these withdrawal requests coming in all the time and. Uh, the bot banning, it really takes a lot of bandwidth. And so we uh, think it's a good idea to have this kind of period where there's going to, there still will be Alchemica drops, but there won't be nearly as much as the play drop and uh, not as frequent during this period. But once we get into the land release, then it's going to definitely kick up again. But it'll kick up in a different way, right? To be clear, like it's really spillover from uh, channeling and farming activity. Like, um, so it's still different. Like there's, that's why I meant earlier by like every iteration is like its own game. So the the play drop is a thing in and of itself, and uh, don't get too used to that game mode because that that was really just the kickoff liquidity event, right? Better mm -hmm. than uh, I mean that's that was the purpose it served, and it's it's doing pretty well. Galerino, for, for your scholars, just tell yeah. them. Um, like the no, nothing's going anywhere. There's going to be lots and lots of gameplay uh, once the land release comes, and uh, basically, if they feel free to continue educating them about the full game release during that time, uh, even if they're not able to run around the game all the time, the game will still be open. They they can hang out, and uh, it'll be a great time to kind of onboard them. If you if you have been making those personal relationships. Uh, Kind of give give them more information about what to expect uh, in the upcoming months. Contests yeah. are also great if uh, if they're not making a lot of rewards. You can you know give out raffle tickets or a percentage of what they're farming to the top producers to kind of keep them engaged. I found that that helps a ton. Mm -hmm. I, um, I do ranger rewards, uh, and I, I kind of break that up in different ways. Yeah, it, it, there will be a manner asked if you think there will be a small rental drop off. I think that's it's pretty certain because uh, there won't. The rental market is primarily driven by all the Alchemica being dropped. So this this release is really more about Gachi Gang and making sure that uh, we get plenty of time before the main release to to hang out and and vibe in the Gachi verse with with chat and just basically 
uh, being able to enjoy what we've created so far without uh, having the worries of and, and the stress of trying to pick up Alchemica every 30 seconds. Yeah. And, and just to add, it's like uh, scholars are, are an integral part, but like the game is much more complex than what the play drop was. So this is like totally a time to read the chapters in the Bible, um, uh, read uh, and watch all the Gachi U videos, um, join basically like certain scholars are going to be ready to play a more complex game and uh, certain ones it won't be for them. And that's that's OK, too. So. Uh, a little bit of curation will probably happen on, on multiple levels as the game starts to morph into more of its uh, final form. When uh, when Gachi Bible Camp? When are we going to be able to send uh, some scholars that are interested uh, to the Bible Camp, Gachi Bible Camp? Ooh. Yeah, you'll have to define that better. I, I, I can see that being like an in-real-life event <laughs> around the campfire or... <laughs> Hey, uh, no I would feature could bring his guitar. Yeah, yeah like little kumbaya sing hymns. Um, <laughs> I would love. I've had this on my mind. I've I thought maybe I brought this up in hangouts before, but maybe I haven't. I would love once the whole Bible is complete, if you can make it like a physical that we can like buy. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, that yeah. in like on a shelf behind me in my studio, like so quick. You know, it has to happen. There's yeah. no way around that. That's going to be the best tangible. So, you gotta buy it through an NFT. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. We do a GBM for uh, the Gachi Bible limited uh, release of um, a certain number. You get to hold the NFT. You burn it to get the physical copy. I mean, that's gonna be a nightmare for Pixelcraft, but I'm you know <laughs> sorry. <laughs> GBM, we we we, we got to bring back GBM soon, but it, it could also just be you know, because it's really for the community. That's the ultimate. Uh, collectible for anybody that's been around and reading those from the start. So maybe it has something to do with the staking of Ghost and uh, maybe raffle tickets get a new utility or something. I don't know. It'd be pretty fun. But yeah, I, I can't wait to have a printed, actual, tangible version of it once it's complete. It's going to be a while, though. we got a few more chapters to go. Oh, uh, really quickly, if there are any um, Gachi Gang community artists, uh, jump into the GMI Friends Discord. I'm going to start commissioning uh, more artwork from Gachi Gang creators, but I want to start, uh, like, I've been getting great digital art from people. We have been lagging stuff. We have um, Roxiano, Rigo J. Mor Mortis. Uh, I want to get some of these physically printed so I can put them up in the background. So if you're making Avagachi art and it's up for sale, uh, hit me up and let's talk. Cause I definitely, uh, am in the market to collect some of these early pieces, uh, from, you know, if this is a 30 year game, this is the beginning. This is the historic moment, landmark moments of our, our launch. So I want to, you know, commem commemorate that in the real world beyond just golden tiles and, uh, altars that you'll see on my fine parcels. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll jump in on, on that with you. I want, I want to, if I can't get originals, I want prints. I want, I want in on this. How do people feel I about was gonna say, I, I was going to say, um, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the spirit of uh, Avagachi, you guys say we're going to be building for 30 years. GMIfriends.eth, uh, we ended up securing that name for the next 30 years. So, yeah, we're good, we're good to go. Like, we're, we're going to be here for the ride. Dang, I didn't know you That's can. Awesome. I didn't know you can get an ENS for that long. Yeah, we were able to do it. 
Can't stop, won't stop. Arbiculum, your your mic is on. I want to give you a shout out because you've been doing some great analytics on Twitter about the Gachi lending. Me and you have been talking in the background, and it's really informed my uh, my Gachi lending strategy a lot. Yeah, a lot of that was just trying to see if there was any, uh, uh, you know, what kind of gamification was going on behind the scenes. Um, stuff like that. I made a mistake the other day, and I have to give a shout out to uh, uh, Shitcoin Zone or Floor Sweeper um, because he caught that, and then I recorrected it. But uh, yeah, it definitely looks like uh, you know if you're under five hours lending duration, that's like the grind zone for profit. Um, it settles out after that, but I was just amazed to see that. That uh, yeah. <laughs> you can do some honest work and make some pretty good profits off that. Yeah. I mean, with the adjustment yeah. of strategy, I was making like, I think like 30 to 35 ghosts a day. Um, we're now, uh, just from Abagachi, I'm like on the low end, the way I've figured it, if I'm doing at the current rates that I'm lending, I'm making, I'm making 4.4 ghosts an hour. If I optimize and get all 22 gachis out there. So over 22 hours, or 24 hours, it's, you know, whatever, like 90, 100 ghosts, whatever it is. Um, with that, um, if I can optimize and get like 12 or 15 of those hours, like with hourly rentals throughout my day, then I could still make like 50 or 60 ghosts, which is, you know, impressive. It takes a little more legwork, but uh, it's I, I don't mind it. So shout out to you, man, because that was like very informative. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see the, the honest work zone. Uh, on that curve yeah because it also puts you the grind is kind of on you because it's like it's a one hour rental if i if i am late like I, I couldn't i have to time everything like when i go to play basketball i have to switch all my rentals to three hours so i know that i'm not giving anybody a free ride for like another three hours on this one hour rental because i can't claim while i'm out so uh, it, it is definitely a grind on both parts but it's a respectable grind so i, I definitely dig it and it, it'll be it'll continue to evolve as we've seen uh, so I'm, I'm ready to evolve with the changing market. Yeah, I'm sure that curve will flatten down some, especially if any, uh, you know, really galaxy brains come in there and start automating it to, uh, make it automatically, you know, reclaim and relist during certain times. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, I want to give a shout out to also to E-Tree. Uh, she's the uh, Gachi gang member who created uh, Adventure.io. I've been using the uh, the lending manager function and the export function uh, to get the information out and uh, kind of analyze how I'm doing. And it's been very helpful. It's made this whole process so much easier. Also, Fireball.gg, they have a lending manager as well. Um, so like those tools, if you're not using them, uh, check it out. I assume both of those tools are now on the tools page landing page on the abagachi app is that correct uh jesse or coder dan uh which two tools was that uh adventure.io and fireball.gg i think they are yeah if not uh, yeah feel Fire free to submit a, a pr to us mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure fireball definitely is um Adventure.io is a lifesaver for lending. I'll second what no Futuristic said. Yeah, and if you yeah, have spare, if you have spare ghost, there is a donation uh, 
button or something at the bottom of the uh, lending manager page. I, I guess just at the bottom of the page in general. So if you can send some, you know, hit up eTree with a little donation because uh, this thing is invaluable. Like the the value yeah. that it brings to me and my lending operation is like I can't speak to it enough. Can you post that username in the chat so I can add them and just have that contact? I did send some money, but I might send some more. There you go. I just added them. I, I'm in the right chat. Yeah, that's the right chat. And for uh, yeah, for Adventure.io, I found some of my favorite parcels using their uh, Explorer. Like it's it's a game changer. Has anyone uh, fat fingered a rental yet? Like anything substantial? I know there's a 30 day uh, maximum now for rentals, but has anybody made any crazy mistake and lent out anything for too long for very cheap? Yeah, no, not me. I've heard stories of people do, doing like Yeah. If you did do that, you can, um, it's, I don't think there's an option in the UI right now, but you can, you'll still be able to uh, cancel it after 30 days. Even if, if, if you set it for like a year, you can still actually cancel it for 30 days now. Nice. Um, I'm just reading through what uh, Dr. Wagney shared here. It's... Uh, I think some good questions and, and uh, both sides as far as timing for the third land distribution. There was always three planned and then we pushed and postponed it with that Dow vote a couple, maybe, what was it, like six weeks ago? Um, but he's proposing here, uh, this proposal suggests maybe after, what would it be in fact after these two releases we have in May? So he's talking about uh, middle of June, it looks like. And uh, that might make sense in terms of activating new guilds, activating onboarding. I'm, I'm definitely reading through it right now. And um, the other important point here is there's a big switch um, uh, where the 40% of revenue goes to rarity farming rewards pools. Because after season three, uh, we don't have a haunt three. The haunts typically fund rarity farming. Uh, but this, this, in fact, could also do that. So... Uh, I think that's the biggest change here I see. And, uh, oh, I made a comment about the burn. I'm I'm not a huge fan of burns, but um, uh, looks like it's been edited. There's a little debate there on to burn or not to burn 5%. That could also be staked on Ave or do something is my comment to that. But yeah, I'll drop the link in if everyone wants to hop in and discuss it. Um, here it is. Oh, I already did that. Sorry, guys. Multitasking here. Yeah, oh, this will be my weekend reading. I'll have a little think on this and then uh, uh, follow along with you know futuristic on, on any art uh, that is coming out in, in physical form. I want yeah. to put something on the wall. It's very exciting. I was talking with Hefe about this yesterday because I was uh, when I joined Abagachi, I had also joined the Board Ape Yacht Club community at that time, and it was very it was very much at the beginning last year. Um, and hmm. you started seeing all of this like community artwork and derivative projects start to like spring up in the community. And I thought that was such a healthy sign and it was a good indication. So we're starting to see that now for us, we've always had like fan art sort of, but now we have like the nine adepts, we have people creating PFP projects, Rigo J Morris, and then other, uh, fan based art 
one of one. So I think it's a very healthy sign for the Gachiverse that we're building the culture beyond just the game. Yeah, absolutely. That's the longevity. And so that's, uh, that's one of the reasons we, you know, I was like, we got to get the, the extra chat room here in the discord too. Cause I mean, what you're talking about is like the deeper roots of culture. It's really important. The art, the, the vibe, uh, creation. And I think that like Discord audio <laughs> rugged us that. for most of that. <laughs> that was beautiful, but no one heard it, unfortunately, I think. I was I was I like, is that me? Like is my is my internet going out all of a sudden? Like <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Wagme said uh I think we found the bot. <laughs> I just wish I would have heard what he said. <laughs> it felt like it was something really well said. And uh, yeah, I totally missed that. <laughs> Rugged by Discord. Yeah. But, you know, speaking to, uh, you know, this interview that uh, Jesse did on Forbes audiobooks, uh, I remember you saying a line that really stuck out to me in maybe in the next uh, 12 to 18 months, Avagachi might be like a dinner table conversation. And I thought that really, uh, yeah, that really struck a chord with me. I was like, dang, like, there's probably a lot that we don't know. Like, you know, you're just giving a uh, little alpha every weekend and we're, we're digesting it. But uh, like, there's probably definitely things going in the background, I bet that uh, would be pretty mind blowing. Just building something that can't be ignored, man. Yeah, it's like this NFT wave. Um, eventually, it's just going to become bigger and bigger. And if we are one of the number one games on one of the number one blockchains, people are going to definitely start taking notice. Even if we're not on Ethereum, but Polygon is, is going to be just be getting bigger and bigger as more um, big names launch on it. If we can just manage to stay at the even the top three, which I think we will once the uh, this, the full citadel and then the grid comes, it should be very easy to stay in the top three with uh, with all the cool features that we have coming. People are just going to come on and be like, "What is Avagachi?" And then now it's so easy to join. You just get a liquidator or you rent a gachi and, and you're and you're in. So definitely, it's uh, only up. I think it's worth noting that uh, Shaquille O'Neal was spending on average $1,000 a week in the App Store for uh, Clash of Clans when he played that. You know, I was thinking that might be why Meta's charging that 47% fee because App Store fees, a lot of blockchain like games are avoiding the app store because they don't want to get killed. Like OpenSea won't allow selling on their app because yeah. they would have to pay a 30% fee. So maybe that's uh, yep. factoring in. 
that's the hardest part about having a mobile game. Like, if you have that mobile game, um, I actually, I don't, I don't, I've never played Axie on mobile. But when you buy something in the Axie app, do you have to pay thirty percent to Apple, or does anyone know that? Because no, I know they have I, a mobile I app. So. They do have their own marketplace fees, but uh, yeah, I mean, let's not even get started with what's going on with them right now. It's they have a lot to yeah. figure out. Yeah, but like that's separate from even if they have their own chain, it, that's separate from when you pay something to uh, like if you make a per, if you make a transfer on their desktop client in their marketplace, uh, and you make a transfer in uh, or a purchase or a sale in their mobile client, and you're using their the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, pretty sure they're charging. There's like a thirty percent fee that is taken. It goes directly to to Apple. So that's a big reason why blockchain and and mobile apps really don't gel that well right now. I wonder if they're covering that fee. I wonder if uh, like the Sky Mavis, like the developer team, is covering that fee because I know the players and the asset owners are not paying those. So I wonder if that's coming out of the yeah. marketplace fees, or I'm not really sure, but that's definitely some overhead cost for them, you know, if that's the case. Yeah, because Apple won't let you do, they, like, they don't let you transact value unless it's going through their Apple store. They'll just reject your app. Like, so if we if we have our, our, our bazaar and we say, okay, we're going to let people use the bazaar on their iPhone with an, an Apple app, Apple would just say, no, you, you can't do that. <laughs> You need to you need to go through my app store, and that's the problem with using the centralized kind of app the ways yeah. the old ways of creating an app. And I, I like the way we're thinking about it with the it's a DAP, right? A decentralized app. So Tommy got you. Says I have an iPhone Speaking wallet and Tommy got you. Are you so you're able to? What app are you using to buy the NFTs? I'm just curious. I mean, if you're doing it through yeah. MetaMask, and, you could do it. Listen, bro, you keep bringing up this AWS point. Like, I challenge you to go and find a system that can handle all the transactions that are happening when people are running around in the Gachiverse and picking up Alchemica. Like, you you keep saying this, but uh, that's even a ZK rollup isn't fast enough for what we're doing. You don't you don't understand the technology that's going behind this, and you. You keep bringing this point up, and like it just shows that you're very ignorant of the tech stack that we're using here. So you need to either find something that that you know 100% would be able to replace what we're currently doing, or just stop bringing it up because it's not going anywhere. This is the tech stack that the Gachiverse is using, and um, that's like that's where it is. If we want to have a play drop, we want to have people running around in a game in real time then you have to have something that is like world-class level and there's really not that many providers out there. AWS and Redis are the, the extreme cutting edge in what they can provide. And there's no way to have a, an open world like we're doing without this tech. So it's, it's, really, it, it's very annoying and also disrespectful to the team when you keep saying stuff like that and it's just... This is why no one wants to talk to you about this point because you you're not doing the research to actually understand what's going into this game. 
the tech of the decentralized tech is just not there yet to support this. Speaking of what you mentioned before, Cutter Dan, is there any use, um, you know, not directly for Gachiverse, but secondary for the new Stark stuff that's been, uh, I saw some graphs published today on the Stark levels, level three stuff. Is there anything that uh, Gachi could use from that as it ties into Polygon? There's really, there's two layers here. One is the settlement layer, which is where Alchemica and Avagachis and all of our NFTs get settled. And then you have the game layer and each game has different uh, requirements for what they're trying to do. So if you think of Dark Forest, they have, they don't have the requirement that the players need to move in real time and be able to high five each other in the game. And so they are able to get away with a much lighter tech stack that relies more on this like the zk roll-up tech because things are happening kind of in semi real time you know you're watching it and you can react to it but you're not you're not able to interact with a, a thousand people at the same time in the, in a shared space and that is the vision for the gachi verse and there's no decentralized tech out there that is fast enough to be able to handle all that movement like when when you guys are running around picking up alchemica there's like thousands and hundreds of thousands of requests being sent around through dozens of servers that are making this all possible. Yeah, and everyone wants to have a quality of service that's under like 120 milliseconds so that it feels right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the game that we want to build, and if someone wants to build a dark forest that is based on Avagachi, that, that would be a cool game. It's, it's a different tech stack, and it probably could be done with, with something like ZK rollups, but it's a different game. So I think we're, what we're doing is extremely cutting edge. And if you want to have an open world or you want to have people running around, being able to pick up tokens in real time and getting them sent to them, like, yeah, you're going to have to rely on a bit of the, the old web two tech stack, which is still powering 99.9% more, 99.999% of the internet right now. It's a good it's a good point that you're making. You know, um, these are the the challenges we're kind of dealing with today. Uh, if we do want to build a Web three decentralized game, and we're going to be uh, iterating on top of it over and over again, so it's going to be an evolving thing. This is just the first variation, and it has to it has to work with what's available. And you know, there might be some uh, trade offs sometimes. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, sure. like the me the the metaverse running on. Web three tech right now, like I, there's, it's just not, there's no tech to support that yet, guys. Like we're, we would love to be able to run on a blockchain that had the as fast TPS as Redis does, or that Web uh, Amazon does, but the those blockchains are like just as centralized in many many ways. They all, all of them run on AWS. Like that's, uh, it should be. A lot of these blockchains out there, including Ethereum, Polygon, these nodes are run on AWS to begin with. So if you're saying you don't use AWS, well, a lot of there's obviously there are people that run their own nodes, but there's a lot of other people that are running their nodes on AWS or Google Platform. 
You know, I was in the uh, Cool Cats Discord. We're, we're talking about decentralization, and it was interesting because I believe our community is a very big brain community. In the Cool Cats community, not to say that they're not, uh, there were a lot of people who were pissed off that the game is on Polygon because they feel it makes the whole thing lag because they're doing these gasless transactions. I don't think their contracts are optimized for this. So there's a lag. But these people aren't really, they're like in the NFT world, but they're not like super, like uh, they're closer to normal people who. I don't really think care about decentralization as much as we do. So these people were arguing, just put it on it, you know, just make it so that it's not going through Polygon. We don't need that. And, you know, we were trying to talk to them and be like, hey, man, you want it on Polygon so that, you know, it's a trustless thing. There are ways to uh, ensure security. Uh, and they just did not care. So it is interesting to bring up decentralization because we as like kind of, uh, you know, Web3 natives, it, it's very important, but for people who aren't Web3 natives, it might not be as important as we think it is. Yeah, it's totally a spectrum. Decentralization is always a spectrum. It's not, oh, you're decentralized or you're not decentralized. It's if you're moving in the right direction, which is you're bound by the tech of your of your era. And currently there's no purely decentralized uh, you know, 50,000 TPS blockchain out there. I think Polygon is already very close and there are games being built on Polygon that are semi real time. But if you, again, if you want to have people running around in an open world, like there's really no way to get around that um, in, with the current tech stack. And that's just where we are. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of much smarter people than we are working on that stuff. And I, and we'll use it when it becomes available. But I think it's saying like, oh, Pixelcraft should be going and do that. Guys, we're like, uh, we're, we're like 35 very smart individuals, but we're not like blockchain researchers. We're not at that level. One day, but uh, that's what we have. That's why we're so close with Polygon, because they do have a lot of those guys doing that. Listen, we don't have, <laughs> it, but like, like, your comments are, are really funny. I'll give you that. Like, if you you know how much Polygon is like paying to hire these these, these companies, they they spent like what is it three hundred million to acquire um, that one roll up company. Okay, like okay, you give me 300, 300 million, bro. We'll we'll do that. <laughs> but like that saying that kind of stuff is why people like it's very easy to argue with you. I mean, it will be exciting one day when these, you know, Polygon themselves is developing this te these technologies they just acquired. It is going to be really exciting one day when these yeah. are able to run at, you know, Web2 speeds and we will be able to integrate them in. Um, you know, Polygon's putting a lot of work into upgrading their chains um, with these three acquisitions. And I think it will really keep the fees at bay, like, because that is a problem with scaling uh, uh, blockchains is the fees can go up over time as the demand goes, right? So we saw that with Ethereum and I think we can avoid that here. Just, yeah, it takes time. I don't know. I'm paying 6% of a Matic. I've been doing my lending thing all morning uh, and like the quotes right now, they were coming up as like one-tenth of a Matic uh, per transaction. I have a lot of Matic, so it's not a big deal, but it's like, 
scaling will be, you know, eventually we'll have to address that. Cause I think the way with the burn, I feel like Polygon's going to go the way of Ethereum eventually, like in terms of, uh, the price appreciation due to the limited supply based on the burn and all the excess like traffic that's now going to come to this network because it is efficient. Well, I hope just like a cash, you know, caches were introduced just so that you could, um, you know, hop some stuff off. I'm hoping that with them by keeping ahead of the curve on technology that they'll be able to jump some stuff that doesn't need real time or that kind of, you know, hyper real time off into those other spots and lessen the load. Can I ask a non-tech question? Please. Um, finding friends in the Gachiverse, um, is there, you know, what's the plans around that? Because I've kind of wanted to find, you know, futuristic and heffy in there, but it's like, even with these two districts, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me forever. So it's almost like I need a, I need a GPS find for people that I want to, to go have our arbiculum run around with you know beyond just contacting you on you know like a, a, a twitter type of real thing to say hey where are you yeah uh, the first iteration of gachi stalking i like it well i was thinking about that too because you think oh great now you're gonna have fans but it's kind of like you know someone's if the ui says someone's trying to find you you can just say nah ignore, um, you know, or like we do in Discord where he says cannot DM, no DMs from, you know, someone that's not a friend or something like that versus finding. It's it's a thought I came up with. It's just like, I'd really like to find some of these guys out yeah. here. We, we, were, we were talking about this on our, uh, on our uh, District 420 episode uh, the other night. Uh, so I wonder how well Lens Protocol or modules on, you know, or even DApps or whatever built on Lens Protocol could be integrated into uh, what we're doing, like with this messaging and like, you know, like you said, uh, creating these groups where you can follow people and stuff. Uh, it seems like that might be the way, like that someone might actually build that. Having a, like being in like a friend group and having those friends in that group on the mini map, just kind of like world of Warcraft back in the day. Um, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Like I'm a decentralized version of that. You guys have a awesome day and continue with the play drop. We'll see you. Uh, yeah. In the next hangout here. Next Saturday. You dropped oh, a lot of stuff to marinate on. Yeah. We got the rarity farming uh, final event coming up as well next week. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. And some more ghost stimmies. Yeah. More stimmies. Dropping the drop the new emojis. Those are those are pretty sick looking. I'm gonna need an emoji map. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I like those.
Great. All right, guys. Code of Dan out. Later. Take it easy, guys. Night, Dan. Later. See you guys. I guess I'll he I'll head out at this point too. Go get some breakfast. Yeah, there's something about lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to eat at a certain point, you know. You can't just can't just got you out all day. Yeah, I've just been lending, you know, managing rentals all day. So I mean, since the beginning of this, so it's been good. I should check on my cool pet and see if it's maybe any free money. That's what I'm talking we about. Gotta all, we got to go all do our jobs now, uh, our part-time or full-time jobs as uh, guild managers now for our own collection. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <good>. It's <laughs> turning into full-time, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> this is so much fun. That's, um, no, it is. Um, I want, I'm excited to buy some of your all's tickets. I want to get that NFT. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it, it's fun. I I was telling Hefe yesterday on our on our podcast, like I've I've made music for years at this point, and I've made money from engineering, like from helping people record their music or audio. But I've never like nearly there's I think there's only been a couple instances where I've actually made sales of my art, and all of them have been photography. No, nothing music. So the fact that we've already I think we've sold over seventy tickets so far. So. That makes me proud. I was like a proud papa. We're building our little treasury, and uh, we'll be able to continue to expand uh, our media efforts in the Gachiverse, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, I might have a way that we can boost that up a little bit on a personal level. So I'll be DMing you guys later. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think, cool. it, I think it's great. a good opportunity to blow it out. Yeah. Try to onward and upward, as always. <laughs> yeah. Some, we got got to keep going somewhere, right? Yeah. We're not you're not in crypto. <laughs> you're you're in you're in cool cats. You're in the cool cats Discord. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna get some food though. I'm starving, honestly. Yeah, same. Hefe, uh, all the rest, Thrax, uh, Crypto Godfather, Arbiculum. Have a great day. Um, if I exit, I think I rug the the room because Zombie Shepherd isn't in here. So, or maybe Thrax. Can't oh. keep the room open. I'm not sure. I'm I'm uh, gonna exit stage as well. I'm uh I'm gonna grab some food. I'm I'm hungry. <laughs> all right, everybody, go grab some I'm food or get some sleep. <laughs> Say that again, Thrax. Cool guys. Awesome hangout. Thanks heaps, and uh, good luck everyone getting as many golden ultras as possible. Eh? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. You too. Now you're talking about. That's right. Cool. Take it easy, guys. Warm it up. My my floor is gonna be golden. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, same here. I want the pure gold. I think. I think you you turned nope. me. I wanted the purple, the second tile. But I, I think the pure gold is gonna be drifted. It looks the most gold. Like what? Like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's dripping. Yep. All right, friends. Well, have a good weekend. Thanks, friends. See you Talk later, to friends. You guys later. All right. So that was another weekly. Gotcha gang hangout. It was a good one. We got some alpha. We got a lot of information. A little testy at the end. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a friendly community. We'll work it out. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for uh, listening in. Once again, I am No Futuristic. You can find me on Twitter at No Future Photo and on YouTube at Music City Gotcha Gang. Also, No Futuristic on Twitch where, where I do most of my streams. Remember to check out our GMI, uh, what's it called, our, our NFT. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, this one here. I'll play it, actually, since we have it.
Actually, you won't be able to hear it, but I'll be able to hear it. I won't play the whole thing, but yeah, I rap on it. Uh, It's a thing. Everyone, stay up. Have a great day. Take it easy.